Hello and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. We are almost 30 episodes into this podcast and I really wanted to thank all of you who have been sharing the podcast and telling others about it. We really appreciate that. It's been great to start to hear people who are just discovering the podcast now and are going back and listening to older episodes. That's one of the nice things about podcast listening, the fact that you always have that archive. Anyways, today we are recording at our co-host Dennis Yang's home in San Francisco, which is in a neighborhood where there's barely any parking available. So today, when I got here, I simply handed my car keys to a guy in a blue jacket who took it off somewhere that I do not know. I'm not crazy, I hope. I'm just testing out a new service called Lux, which is spelled L-U-X-E, which has an interesting proposition, which is valet parking anywhere. You download an app because, of course, you download an app. Everything today, you download an app. And then you tell them where you need them to pick up your car, which is anywhere in San Francisco and a few other cities, basically. And then they track when you get near to where you had told them you needed to be picked up. And they have someone there to take your car and drive it off to a parking location who knows where. And then at any time, you can just open up the app and request that your car be brought back to you. And that's even if you're in a different location than where you started. It's valet parking anywhere. And the pricing is actually astoundingly reasonable. There are a few other companies in this space as well, but it's interesting to see. If this sounds a bit like a variation on the well-known concept of Uber, you're not wrong. In fact, there's something of a huge cliche in the startup world these days that every company wants to be described as the Uber for X, the Uber for valet, for food, for shipping, or for dog walking. And I'm not joking about that last one. Dennis, just before this podcast, showed me an app called WAG that has people all over San Francisco willing to show up at a moment's notice to walk your dog. All you need is the app and a credit card hooked up to that app. In some ways, this certainly feels kind of bubble-like, but it's also a fascinating explosion in this idea of the gig economy, in which companies are actually utilizing true human resources, people who have spare cycles, either on a full-time or part-time or even spur-of-the-moment basis, to help provide services that really increase convenience. Some certainly like to sneer at some or many or all of these services, arguing that they're just about pampering people or a typical Silicon Valley bubble. But frankly, I think it's fascinating on both sides of the market. First, it actually does make life much more convenient. I'm still amazed at people who mock Uber as nothing special, saying that it's just a ride-hailing service, not recognizing how much effort went into making it so much more convenient and more useful than the old way of getting around. It's easy to try and mock the sense of convenience, but you should never underestimate how powerful convenience can be in changing the way people act and do things. At the same time, it's also very interesting on the other side of the market. In the past, we've talked about 
what it's like to drive for Uber and Lyft, but all of these services are figuring out ways to give people jobs, whether full-time or not, increasing employment and opening up new opportunities for them. Some like to claim that these are somehow a form of exploitation, but in many cases, these kinds of jobs actually give workers greater freedom and greater opportunity than some of their alternatives. Either way, it's interesting to see just how many Uber for X's are showing up these days. So here to discuss them again are our regular podcast co-hosts, Dennis Yang and Hirsch Reddy. And Dennis, since you're the one who convinced me to hand my car <laughs> over to these Lux people, let's start with your thoughts on why we're in this age of Uber for X. So I, I used to say, I guess, after the first so-called tech bubble crash in the late in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. that the late 90s were an era of, I, I used to say this a lot, the late 90s were an era of convenience that we will never see again funded primarily by the venture capitalists. Right. And that was back, I don't know if, you know, if you, you, you probably remember like Cosmo. Cosmo where, being the, the classic example. The classic this. example of, you know, I was sitting on my couch and I wanted an Adwala and the corner store was, you know, 50 feet away. But instead of going outside, I would... I just ordered on Cosmo and someone brought me an Adwala, you know, in five minutes or something. Right. So, and that was, of course, a spectacular flame out when they went out of business, they could barely made, make the last payroll, et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't actually, I, I mean, it was probably not visionary enough of me to, to <laughs> see that we, we, we would be in this situation again. Right? Isn't right. that what Instacart is? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and, and the, so the first many of these ideas have yeah. come back around. Instacart is the new Cosmo or Webvan. Remember them? Like Webvan was mm-hmm. was grocery stores um, delivered but, to you. But Webvan actually stocked their own grocery. Webvan right? stocked, and this that that was one of the big differences. I think. Did Cosmo also stock? Their no, own Cosmo stuff? would pick up stuff. Cosmo would well. So, Cosmo would pick up stuff, but they also did employ all their employees, which is oh, another thing. Right. Webvan built huge distribution centers that were extremely expensive to run. Hundreds of millions of yeah. dollars. Um, I think Bechtel was, was part mm-hmm. of that. Um, you know, George, I think George Shaheen from Anderson went over to be the CEO of that. And right. it was a, they made it too complicated, right? And I think that another interesting comparison that I like to look at is TaskRabbit. Like mm-hmm. that's, that wasn't so long. They're still around. So what changed between um, then and now? So I, I think one, one thing is, Compared, you know, TaskRabbit versus like the extreme proliferation of Uber for X. And if you just look on, like, Product Hunt actually has a, a huge list of Uber for X businesses that have now formed up. You know, several of which I've used regularly now. Lux is one I haven't used because I don't park my car very often in San Francisco. And we'll see next week on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you didn't answer the question. So what 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 made what Cosmo changed? fail in Instagram, Instacart succeed? Uh, I mean, I think liquidity is is difficult. So I, I think. Right? Well, I think there's a few things, and I think um, one w- one thing that's that's really different is um, the the rise of mobile phones uh, and the fact that with a with a mobile phone you can actually create a, an on demand workforce, right? Because they can be anywhere, and you can you know get and you can harvest demand away from a pc too exactly okay. right yeah, and so you can sense. get both both sides of the market mm-hmm. uh are very different in a in a world where you have mobile phones so mobile computing has been a huge part of, right. of creating Cause, this cause really, i would say that's the thing now that i think the about big it, thing. that's the big thing yeah. plus it also helps you do the transaction too it, it helps on right on it's almost a, every payment. aspect the yeah. the transaction right. the 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 job finding it, the market and and the demand side as well and it actually 
does even more than that because for like things like Uber and the Lux, it helps you locate mm-hmm. the specific right. location, you have too, the location where the service needs to go. Because right. yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. all of these businesses are, are two-sided marketplaces, right? And without liquidity, it, you, the marketplace just dies. Like, you know, you, if you have the case where a customer tries to get a ride and there's no ride, mm-hmm. that just kills that customer. If a driver is on the system all day and has, has no customers, that, that kills his experience. And I think that it's such a difficult thing to form up a two-sided marketplace. And finally, now with mobile phones, there's enough people on both sides of the market to sustain the growth of these two-sided marketplace businesses. It feels like, to me, like TaskRabbit is a new Craigslist in the sense that everybody is taking a a small part of what TaskRabbit promised they'd do and just building their own app. Like like walking a dog, (laughs) that seems like a perfect TaskRabbit kind of a task. Right. People are just making a specific app for that. Why would anyone go to TaskRabbit after that? I mean, mean, but the problem is I don't think people were going to... Like, I I loved TaskRabbit. I loved the idea of it. I've never used it, right? And because... You don't think of it, right? Like exactly. right. now, now that I know that there's Wag, I'll probably use it at some point. My dog needs a walk. Um, I've used Ship, which is someone comes to my door, um, picks up whatever doesn't want to ship somewhere, and boxes it up and takes it. Oh, right? really? Yeah, it's awesome. So <laughs> I could. Use that. That's a real app. Yeah, it's called it's Ship. It's Ship. It's S H Y P. Y P. Yeah. Why don't people just name things in a way that Hirsch can spell it? Like, if you didn't tell me that, I would go looking for the Ship app, S H I P, and not find it. I'd just be like, Dennis was lying to me. Like that, that, that right there, they could have lost a customer if you didn't spell it right. I know. Well, that's that's. I mean, it's the reason branding. It's, it's branding. branding. And now that I have to say Ship with a Y, now it's really gonna stick in your head. Right? Yeah. So no, it will. Um, and I'll probably end up using them. We're doing so much free advertising today, Mike. I hope you're getting okay. some if, money yeah, from people. Uh, yes. Like you just, you just. I know you're not getting anything for the. What's the name of the company? Lux. Lux. I'm not getting anything. And we're not getting anything for ship. We actually spelled out the name of the company, Dennis. And and Lux. I spelled that out too before. But uh, yeah, if any of those companies would like to advertise, yeah. <laughs> please contact us. Oh uh, no, but but seriously though, like so, you know. You were talking about how these apps are going to create jobs, right, Mike? Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a backlash too to that. Sure. Because anytime you go in the market and two people make a, you know, a, a free contractual arrangement between themselves, someone's going to complain about yeah. it. And, 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 and or, I mean, we're already know. seeing it with, with Uber and Lyft and their lawsuits. And I'm sure it's, the same thing is going to flow into many of these other businesses. Yeah. Um, but there, I mean, there is one thing that I, I'm wondering is that with, with all of these different services, like how many Lux runners are also shipped ship drivers yeah. that are also Lyft and Uber drivers that are also wag dog walkers, right? Mm-hmm. And at, at what point maybe is there kind of an underlying 1099 employment <laughs> layer that all essentially like all of these, these people that want to work in this gig economy, maybe there's actually not, maybe Uber is the right platform to basically, like Uber is testing out delivery. I saw today that sidecar is now delivering for Meadow, which is the Uber for medicine, medicinal marijuana. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> And they basically, it's like, is that a seriously a company? Yeah, Meadow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Welcome to California. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, actually, the, that whole industry is maybe an, a very fascinating topic yeah. for us to discuss at some point in the future. Um, and I think that, that that's, to me, it's like there's clearly not, you know, different workforces for every single one of these apps. There's a lot of people that are doing more than one thing at a time. And it's actually fascinating to think that at any minute, if you were on five of these platforms, you could be picking up groceries from Instacart and then maybe doing doing a dog walking job and then going picking up a car for valet and have kind of this fluid mm-hmm. nature of work throughout your day. And that's 
that seems very efficient. Right? I, I actually think that, like, like you know, our parents would be shocked if, if any of us said, hey, we're going to cobble together a career of three or four different things, right? Sure. Yeah. But I'm actually finding that I meet even highly educated people that instead of working for one company, have like three or four different kinds of consulting yeah. gigs they do. Like they, they write for somebody, they, they, they practice a little law, and then they do like, you know, some kind of uh, semi-technical work for somebody else, and then maybe they're like editing you. a book. <laughs> okay. Yep. I happen to be working at a company right now, though. <laughs> yes. But, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, and, and I think... And, and I think uh, in that case, like, you know, at least when I was doing that, like, I would cobble that together myself. I didn't really use a platform, but someone, like, there's probably a platform, uh, my, Dennis will know the name, that, that you, where, you can, where you can actually get, like, like programming piecemeal work, right? Like, probably. I mean, I think, so there's, there are a few, you know, I've used uh, Code Mentor, which is basically if you need one-on-one -on -one help with, like, for example, okay. I was doing some Unity programming mm -hmm. lately, and I just had a specific Unity question, and I hired a code mentor to sit with me and we did a screen share for 20 minutes and we went through my code. And, really? And yeah, he fixed the problem? And he fixed the problem. And it was amazing, right? So, and that's, wow. the, that's an on-demand. How much does that cost? It was, I think it was maybe 20 bucks for every 15 minutes. By the way, so, he just pitched another company right yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. Again. But is there, is, 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 advertise. Is, so do you think in the future, like somebody like graduates from MIT with a computer science degree and they're like, you know what? I don't want to work in Silicon Valley. I don't want to work in New York. I want to live on a beach in Thailand. I've got this apartment. I've got a, like a, a cable yeah. internet connection. And I just want to get like, four hours of programming so that, in a week, and that'll pay for my whole week in Thailand? Yeah, I mean, you can do that on Odesk right now. Um, and there are coders living on a beach in the Philippines that are, are doing that exact thing, right? Like if you actually are on Odesk or, or any of these uh, freelance marketplaces and you speak English, English really well and you can test, test well and have good feedback, like you can make really good money. And if you live in a foreign country that the cost of living is much lower, like you're, you're making bank. But that's actually very different, I think, than these, you know, the, lo the, the locale-specific on-demand services mm -hmm. like locks and ship and, right, right. And, and whatnot. And I actually, one question in my mind is, I mean, Mike, you mentioned before, like parking your car for the whole day for $15, that's, that's a really good price. That's all it costs? Yeah. yeah. It's bundled, so it's the, the the valley service plus the parking together is fifteen dollars. Yep, fifteen dollars yes. all day. Where did you park it? What do you mean right here? I, he I, I literally pulled up in front of Dennis's garage. Yeah, and and I a the, guy with the, a jacket the, showed up. For the record, we're in Soma, where parking <laughs> it's unheard of to get fifteen dollars a day parking. Yeah. yeah, There's no way that car's parked in Soma, by the way. No, but of course that, not. That guy's of in Oakland. No, yeah, <laughs> and that's and but that's fine, right? Because then they're making more efficient, right? So they can find. Parking lots where where maybe they could charge five dollars. Well, what day if you need something. your car now? What are you going to do? I, I I hit the button on my phone. They they they, they texted me and 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 they'll come. How, how long them. how long do they guarantee you? They say they say fifteen minutes. Give them fifteen yeah. minutes. To fifteen get the minutes. Car. I mean, so, do you care where your car is right now? I actually don't care, yeah. and I actually would love to. Like you guys know about this, right? My car being broken into like five yeah. times. And I'm presuming if a, if a valet takes it, he takes it somewhere where my windows won't be broken. Hopefully, <laughs> so yeah. you, they, so have, I, they, I, they have an overnight fee. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm not going to do that for my daily park. I, I because I live here. And but I'm that's actually, I mean, but, that's one thing that I'm wondering about is that it's all about the the other thing that these companies touch upon is utilization, right? Like, yeah. um, parking lots are just space, right? So if there's a huge lot in Oakland that's not being used during the day. I think that's an excellent use to park Mike's car there, right? right. Because, and who cares? He doesn't need his car within 20 feet of him. He doesn't need it sitting there. 
Um, and at night, if your if your car, someone takes it away, you don't even drive your car. Like it, no. if they take it away, and at the push of a button of a button, it arrives in fifteen minutes. You don't care where the car. I actually is, don't even care right? if it takes an hour to get it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even care. I'll pay for the gas to go back and forth. Right. To keep my, I, I use my car like once and a week. Since maybe. they have your car, they'll they'll gas up your car if you want. And they'll rent it out to someone else. Dennis, is there a company that does that? That's flight car. Right? Yeah. So. so we were discussing there are companies that do that, but like flight they car will, will park do that. your car and then rent it out for you yeah. and give you money. Right? Yeah. So. And so yeah, with flight car you can make money. Are you kidding me? Based about on this? No. no, based on what kind of car do, you have. Do you that's, not live that's, here? I, I do live here, but I've not heard of any of these startups except maybe Odesk. But uh, flight car, what? flight car is for the airport. So it's like if you're going away for a week, yeah, and then or if you're Hershey and you don't need your car for a month, right? So you can give it, and they'll rent it out for you. And and do they hand you back a jalopy or something like that, or is it still in good condition? No, that was the way your car was. In, in the <laughs> we know what your car looks like, um, but you know, and, and so there there are some interesting things. I mean, there's also like relay rides. Which yeah. also will let you rent your car out to, to anyone who, who wants No, but it. I want the parking advantage of where I just get rid of it. I'm like, I don't need it. And then when I want it, they bring yeah. it back like a loyal horse I mean, or dog. basically, like the, what you want, what we all want is the George Jetson car, right? Where you arrive where you're going, you push a button, and it just folds right up into your briefcase. Right. And that's essentially what, you know, what this is. You push a button, your car disappears, you, do, you go about your day, you push another button, your and car, car reappears. reappears. Like, it's magic, Right, you don't care where your car goes. Yeah, and this company is probably not um, a public company, so we can't even invest. <laughs> no, it's a brand brand new. Co- you like this company? You, you seem to be I, I think I think Lux. It, that's yeah. the name of it. Luke's? Lux. Lux. There's, LA, and there's also yeah. Zerks, which is a competitor. Here that's brilliant for just for San Francisco and New York. Think about how brilliant that is. So, like, so not that I know of three, and none of them seem to be deployed in Manhattan right now or near. Yeah, or I think Manhattan City. is just too difficult. Okay. Yeah, but that would be amazing. But, like, but here they do, and again. My, my car is currently in their hands, so yeah. so let's not let's not declare it magic well, until, yeah, I get until it, it back. actually gets back. Right. Stay tuned next week when we learn <laughs> yeah. if Mike got his car back. Yeah, so, exactly. But but conceptually, I'm I'm willing to somewhat take this risk for for the the sake of understanding. And, this, and, they, but, and they probably have some kind of insurance. Yeah, they do, and they're they're very yeah. you know how on, do they on make their website. Them, how do they make yeah, are they making money? any money? Is like the, how could they can't yeah. possibly make money? I got uh, at least half an hour of somebody's time. Right, insurance, yeah. and then the parking rent for wherever you got to park it. It's it's who knows, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's possible with a lot of these companies, and, the, and we should admit it's possible that a lot of these companies are like Cosmo, and that they're not sustainable long term. Right. And Cosmo maybe, was not sustainable. Webvan and, was and, not sustainable. Right, and maybe we are living in this wonderful world of convenience thanks to venture capitalists overfunding, yeah. and that's entirely possible. I, I, you know what? I'm going to fall in love with this uh, with this. Uh, this, this 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 app after it's proven that it's not just a like a, a jalopy with a you know a nice sheen of paint on it like you know yeah, what I mean or, like, or use it now while they while they figure it out I mean there are other right. things or oh, you like, mean use the venture capitalist money while it's yeah bigger. yeah you might as well because by the by the time by the time it's ready for you it's going to be more expensive like yeah <laughs> Dennis got a lot of free odwallas <laughs> you know no, I, for <laughs> no, I mean like free the free convenience essentially yeah. um, but I think that that's you know that's kind of what Part of what living here is really fun and seeing all these new companies um, and hoping that they stick around. You know what? I, I right? was just thinking so. about this. This, like you know, given what you were saying about like people being able to uh, work, you know, out of, of talent or something like that. What about if you you sign up as an American citizen, you have the right to work here. You sign up for like three jobs, yeah. right? And, you, and then you just hire people somewhere else to actually do the work. 
There know, are stories, there are stories of that, yes. and I don't, I don't know. I, I always wonder how truthful they are. Yeah. I think a lot of them are exaggerated, but there's always like someone who will show up on Reddit and say like, "Oh yeah, you know, I have this job that you know pays like $120,000 working at some company doing programming, and I actually contracted it out on Odesk, and I did nothing, yeah. and I paid this guy like $20,000, and I'm all happy." But you know, there's, and if and if I would say if you're able to manage that team, if you're able to manage a remote team and get your job done. I don't see a problem with that, right? Like, like um, there's a, there's a lot of job descriptions that I see yeah. in in American service companies where it's essentially they have like some random liberal arts like manager, quote unquote, person who's on the ground here who who will <laughs> who will like farm out the work to like this back office team that does the actual yeah. like coding stuff. And I was just thinking, the only reason your job exists is they they can't bring those guys over here to just no, work and it, get it done. I mean, the management of that the management of that project is actually work, right? So no, no, and, I no, I agree with that. Okay. But it could be done by someone. Yeah. Who's but there, I mean, some right? some some of this is just market inefficiencies in practice. And and so like honestly, like something like Lux is is cool. But if you think about a future in which we have self driving cars, then it's probably not necessary, right? Right. I mean, if we we're all having self-driving cars and they could just show up and then you could have that same vision of, you know, the car that comes at the push of a button and then disappears when you don't need it. And, and you, you don't, know. I mean, car, car ownership itself doesn't necessarily, right. I mean, yeah, this is probably like, I would love to talk, talk about the future of transportation at some yeah. point. Um, That's a whole, a whole other podcast. But yeah, cause I mean the, the follow on effects of, of those kinds of changes are really big. So there is also this other question, which is how many of these things that we're talking about where we're basically yeah. all of these, these gig economy on demand economy things are utilizing human resources that are out there. And, yeah. you know, and that gets into this other question about, you know, what happens when, you know, the computers take over right. and well, the, jet, the Jetsons, uh, robo, robo Butler walked there. Right. Dog, right. So, and so how many of these Rosie, jobs, yeah. I mean, it's interesting that, that all these jobs really are utilizing underutilized human time and resources. Right. How many of these can be automated? And so will they, will they be automated away? And how many of them actually rely on the fact that human beings can do things that are, you know, very, very difficult for computers and robots to do. Well, there's a, there's a certain amount of, 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 of stuff that, like, you know, it's going to take a long, long time for, for computers to do. I think dog walking is actually pretty, it seems really easy. I think it's actually probably pretty hard to get it right um, because... Yeah, my, my dog is very finicky. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, I, I don't think dogs would respond very well to this robotic little wheel yeah, thing my, that just my, my dog out. goes crazy every time I bring out the vacuum cleaner. See, I don't think it would handle so, it. Exactly. And so, you know, there's certain <laughs> things that like, you know, I think are, are pretty safe, but but driving might not be one of those things. You know, so the the kinds of things that are like your Instacart driver, your Uber driver, those are probably hard. But like but you know, regardless of that, you know, there's always more stuff that people need done, right? So I'm not really mm-hmm. afraid of those people ru- running out of, of of jobs to do. I think the question is is that is is what it, are those jobs going to generate enough money for people to live well? Sure. And this, you know, that's a swag, segue right back into you know our, your previous podcast about a basic income, right? Yeah. And I, I think that I think people right now it's still like one of those really fringe ideas. I think within our generation, uh, within our lifetimes, I should say. Um, or maybe in the next couple decades, we're going to see that that's going to stop being a fringe thing and be like a real election point, at least in some countries, right? Like, yeah. it's it's just gonna it's gonna become an election issue because I I, I think at a certain point we got to stop this uh, this kind of facade of creating essentially busy work for people to just do 
to maintain to have their middle class lifestyles. Like there's a lot of jobs in big companies and in the government. They're just busy work. You just shuffle papers. You, your job could be eliminated. You're not doing anything useful. Why not just send them home and just pay them ninety percent of the money? They'll be happy. We'll be happy. And just yeah, you know. That's- it's just, we're getting a little off topic. Yeah, here. but but you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's totally it's, off topic. I don't know how I even got. No, there. You no, guys got to rein me in. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean, it's interesting because it is sort of the the implications of some of this stuff. But I, but I, you know, I, I do think we're at an, at an interesting moment, um, and we're seeing more and more of these companies. And you know, I mean, are there <laughs> are there any Uber for X's that that haven't shown up yet that we think we need, um, or that we think will actually come about? I mean, every every new one that shows up, I think, is ridiculous, and then I come to to, to rely on them. Right. So. Well, that was my reaction when you told me about these people who come and take my car. <laughs> you know, you know the thing that TaskRabbit did wrong. I think they would have owned all these markets. They should have just built in. They should have made a mobile app that has a location thing and a generalized way for you to post generalized requests for labor onto yeah. the map. And then but sometimes way to... when when you're not specifically good at any one thing, yeah, you know, people just... don't know when to use you. Right. Yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, um, having having the really clear use cases yeah. is is you know that's really powerful. Yeah, um, and then it also reduces that whole negotiation step, which is you know you're trying to, you're saying hey who wants who would like me who to take me to you know wherever downtown in their car and then the, you, you get five offers and you're kind of going back and forth and mm-hmm. like that that friction will kill a marketplace like or you could just right bid, you could just bid it with the, say what you're willing to pay and see if anyone takes it that's one way of doing it sure know, but, but yeah, still and some of these yeah. some of these do try to do those kinds of things where where they make it yeah. more of a true marketplace i mean right. you can make an argument that many of these with fixed pricing are not necessarily a true marketplace mm-hmm. as they're, opposed to just a, a connecting like platform they're connecting platforms yeah, yeah. or e-hailing is what what some people are calling do, like uber and lyft right do so, yeah. do lyft and uber essentially charge the same amount they're in a price war like so, so they're going lower and lower. Yeah. Yep. Who's eating that difference? Is it the drivers? The drivers are. The eating drivers the are yes. not happy. Yeah. So the prices keep going lower and lower. Yeah. Yeah, the prices are going lower and lower, and I think that that's you know at some point um, they can't go much lower. I mean, I don't. I took a lift line the other night. Yeah. It was shocking. Me and Lex together, my wife. Yeah. Me and Lexus, we traveled from the marina to where I live. Right. And which is pretty far, you know. It's like yeah. probably was it five dollars. It's yeah. like five dollars. I'm yeah. like, are you kidding me? Who who's making money? I, I wouldn't drive anyone myself a friend for five dollars. <laughs> yeah. That's well, that's cheaper than Muni for the, for two people. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's the same. It's actually the same price as, as taking the public bus system. Right. So yeah. yeah, which is crazy because I mean, in the early days, Uber was actually I mean, it was fairly pricey, and people were willing right. to pay for the convenience. I, I paid twenty dollars for that same exact ride. Twenty is twenty is actually low. I mean, I think yeah. back in the day with taxi cabs, a marina to Soma ride would cost around forty dollars, right? Yeah. So, um, and I think that that's forty dollars. No, yeah, it was expensive. I mean, <laughs> that that said, I think that like I do really wonder, you know, what what which services really do re, you know require the density of a San Francisco or yeah. of a well, of that a, I mean that does raise a, city, a different issue, right? which is that like how many of these things right? I mean, are these are these yeah. the kinds of services that will only exist in cities, and then people, and I mean like you know I live in the suburbs, Lux doesn't work for me, it, but there is it, also plenty of parking there. Yeah, so. what, you don't need it. <laughs> this guy lives in parking land. <laughs> like, when do you not have parking where you live? You always have parking, right? So. But like with a service like you know ship, would yeah. that would that work um, when it's five dollars per shipment, right? And if if you're a runner, unless you're doing if you're doing two pickups an hour, 
yeah. you're, you're making 10 bucks an hour, you know, like if you're trying to do that in the suburbs, you, you're not going to be able to get the density of pickups. Is that really make, the price? Yeah. Like $5? Yeah. And then, in addition to the post. Right, right. I mean, are there, are there other concerns too about like with all of these different services running out of people, even if you have people who are doing multiple ones at once yeah. and you talk about sort of, you know, cobbling together a career or something. There's no running out. The wages will just keep going up until it equalizes again. Right. But if the <laughs> wages go up, but if the prices of the services keep going down, you're going to run into some sort of conflict well, no, pretty well, the, quick. You right? know, the service price will have to go up too, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean that, that yeah. is one interesting thing. I, you know, in, in building a two-sided market, there's actually a pretty good paper about this is you, you typically have to subsidize one side of the market. Right. And, According to the number of ads I'm seeing right now for Lyft and Uber, it seems like they're subsidizing the the supply side more. I mean, on the price, right. they seem they're definitely they're maybe generating demand on the price, but they're advertising like I never have you ever seen an ad for Lyft or Uber for the ride side? Uh, Not really. Like no, I see yeah. driver ads all the time. Yeah, yeah. it's actually yeah, um, actually on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, they're wasting their money like. You know, Maybe. Well, but it got they it got, got me. They got yeah. Dennis. That's how Dennis ended up driving for Uber. But yeah. you don't drive now. When you get no. busy, just don't. He no, just does it for drive. entertainment. They want right. someone who's a steady driver, not a dentist that like wastes their time. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean it it is interesting because and that's why they're I mean like Lyft and Uber are raising hundreds of millions of dollars and a lot yeah. of that is actually going into subsidizing the drivers. Yes. And so there is I mean it could go back to maybe this is a Cosmo situation. Yeah. Um uh, you know maybe on a different scale and maybe different issues and and I mean, is that is that a pyramid scheme where at some point when the money runs out then the whole thing comes it's tumbling down. Yeah, I mean it's entirely yeah. possible. What Uber and Lyft no, there's just you look at their revenue numbers, like I, I heard some ridiculous number for like San Francisco was in the hundreds of millions of dollars and it was like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean they'll figure out a way to monetize that. Trust me, if they're doing okay at $5, I'm willing to pay $15 for that service. They have a lot of room to make a profit. And right. just because the two people are competing right now, eventually they'll slow down. One of them will have to and the other will gratefully follow and increase prices too just because they just need to make money by then, right? Yeah. People are going to be sick of bleeding cash. But until then, I'll happily take a $5 ride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'll park my car for a day for 15 bucks in this city. Yeah. So I think uh, that about sums it up. But I don't know, do, do, do we have any sort of final thoughts in terms of this, this rise of all these Uber for Xs and kind of... I was just thinking, you know, we haven't seen, we haven't really talked about this, but I was thinking in a world where you can aggregate demand like that, it can be location-based, you can sell a, a particular skill set, we should start seeing some physical manifestations of that in the kind of infrastructure that is provided to the service providers. What I mean is things like, uh, instead of having a restaurant, it's really a rentable food service space that someone can sell a food service in, right? Like, I'm a chef, I go to this neighborhood, I say, hey, anybody yeah. who wants this kind of food, Boom, it's like a commercial kitchen, but with well, a service, or things like that, right? I like mean, David Chang from Momofuku in New York just, just launched a, a restaurantless restaurant, right, where they'll essentially bring the food, they'll plate it, they'll do everything in your own home. So they don't, you, don't, you don't need a restaurant anymore. Um, oh, and they, they do it in their house? They'll do it in your house and bring it, to your, bring it right to your house, like oh, wow. a full plated well, meal. But, but, I mean, so. but they don't prepare it in your house. I, I'm not sure exactly how the, what the logistics of it are. I, I saw that they had launched. Oh, I mean, there are similar that. things like Spoon Rocket and Sprig that are attacking the food space. But I think you're right. Like, there's 
That, that's yeah. a whole other area. Yeah, but, but you know, like, well, okay, forget that so. because it sounds like <laughs> maybe he's going to tell me that this, my next idea is also done. But, but yeah. imagine like you're a barber and you just, you want to yep, there's, there's short, it's called shortcut. Yeah. Wait, no, wait, no, I mean, like, <laughs> no. literally? Yeah, there's, it's called shortcut. So you do Uber for haircuts, you push a button, a guy comes and cuts your hair. In your house? What else do you want? <laughs> my, my point there's was going to uh, be house calls for doctors. My, my, uh, yeah, they have that. My, my that. point was going to be like, imagine there's like, you could, in different neighborhoods, there's different like haircut chairs that you can rent where people can go and then get their favorite no, barber. They'll there. come and yeah, do it short, at your house. Shortcut is Uber for, hot, for haircuts. Uh, doctors is Heal. <laughs> Uh, on demand doctors. There, there's a home. few. There's actually a few, oh, a few ones. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, we've my my brother has actually done on on demand vet where he pushed a button yeah. and the vet came to came to their house. So this Jeez. is, you know, the milkman has returned. Okay, how about this? Is there such a thing as an on demand? What is another service I need? <laughs> I, I can't think. What do you need? I I can't even think of anything. The yeah. fact that there's a barber, like what? Clothes shopping. They'll come and that I've heard of. I mean, there's there's one for there's guys where they'll just send trunk you a trunk club. your house. Yeah, that's yeah. trunk club. But that's which not is, on demand. That's not on demand. Mm. Yeah, that's that's monthly subscription. Which yeah. is but you know that's good enough. You don't really need clothes every day. That's what you well, think. But you maybe you need all of a sudden you're invited to a party. You don't have anything to wear. You push a button. Some a stylist arrives with your size clothes. Why sure. not? If they they can measure you beforehand, have it on record. Mm. Yeah, that's ridiculous. There's not enough <laughs> demand. There's not enough demand <laughs> to sustain that industry. That's ridiculous. How many people don't have an outfit and they just hit, need to hit a button? Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Alco- alcohol, t-shirt, bar- yeah. bartending, bartender on demand. Yeah, it's, called, mi- it's called mini bar. Uh, that one's Uber for alcohol. Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Wait, did did you not know that? Did you <laughs> set him not. up for that? I did. This not guy know has that. been like nine for nine, man. <laughs> we haven't been able to stump him. What kind of a world do we live in where everything that we can think of, there's a friggin' app for it? Like, and, and I'm Dennis, trying to get Dennis angry at Silicon them all. Valley. There's, there's not one that we can't think of. Like, obviously, grocery there's shopping time. and all those. Yeah. There's got to be yeah, something. Easy, yeah. there's gotta, what, what I got it. On-demand babysitting is impossible. Um, there, I mean, I think I'm pretty <laughs> No, because sure. who, would you tr- who would trust their kid with some stranger? There, there's already marketplaces for babysitters. There are, there are yeah. marketplaces for babysitters. Yeah. yeah, but it's not what Listen. I said, where you just load an app yeah. and, you, and you call a guy to your but house. The, or, yeah. there, there is Shuttle, right? S-H-U-D-D-L-E, which is <laughs> Uber for parents with kids. Because a, yeah. a lot of parents are a little bit sketched out about putting their child into an Uber. Um, but Shuttle is, is basically offering, you know, their drivers are, are vetted. They know CPR and they have car seats and, and they'll, stuff. They'll yeah. drive your kids around. So that's that's close without to you saying. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you need to get your kid somewhere, yeah. I'm not sending my kid with some random guy. Well, I mean, a lot of people have actually been using Uber to send their yeah. kids places. If they yeah. can't take their kids somewhere, they'll they'll without them being in the yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. But the, oh, I guess you have the guy's ID and you know exactly what his car is and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he's probably the least likely guy to molest your kids. All right. <laughs> Or oh, did dear. I go too far? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, w- uh, any other? Uh, can we stump Dennis? <laughs> okay, I got I got one just by looking around the table. On-demand yeah. sound engineer. There's just not. It's too niche. <laughs> there's no. There's no way. There's no way. I, I, you got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think on that note, uh, if you know of other ones and would like to try and stump Dennis, <laughs> please, please write in and let us know and give us some feedback. But thank you for joining us once again. And thank you, Hirsch and Dennis. Uh, I'm going to go try and get my car back. <laughs> and uh, next week we can tell you if that actually happened or not. <laughs> so uh, thanks again for joining us. We'll uh, see you next week. Bye, guys. The truth will set you free. The truth will set you free.